We're live. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mr. Brown. Very good, thank you. Good. So welcome everybody to the latest episode of the Estate Agents Podcast, episode 1205. Just don't know what happened with the last 1204. But thank you for joining tuning in again. Andy, if you're watching from your um holiday, um hope you're having a lovely time. Luke, I know you've been away, you've been in London and you've been enjoying um heated toilet seats. So yes. um how how was Mayfair in your time in London? Yeah, no, lovely. Nice to get nice to get away with Stacey. Went to go and see a show, went to see Back to the Future, the musical. Um, okay. And if, if anyone is apprehensive about going to watch it, go and watch it. It's really good. Really, really good, actually. Um, so I think we saw it on its second night. Obviously, yeah. it's one of the movies that's been delayed due to COVID and things. But yeah, no, it was good to, um, it's, you can't call it normality, but it was good to be getting back towards that. So just not having to queue up to get into a shop, apart from the Lego shop, that is. Um, and uh, and was the theatre full and yes. all socially distanced? No, absolutely ramming inside. Um, yeah. More or less every seat had sold out. Um, some people wearing masks, some people not. Um, but yeah, no, really, really, really good show. So it's, it's the first time I've ever been to see a show as well. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So Stacey's quite a, a veteran when it comes to shows and things. She's quite a bit of a theatre groupie but um quite fancy now going to see pretty woman the musical okay lovely so when you back down in london then so we're gonna try and do that so like a 2 p.m show so we can go down and then come back in the same day on the train because we're only one of the quickest train we've got is about 51 minutes or something like that okay yeah that's good well look if you're i know we're not talking about estate agency here so a morning david morning christopher morning tony thanks for joining us there's an amazing show called come from away um, which yeah. i would highly recommend which is all about um 9 11 and how um all these flights got got diverted to a um a newfoundland um and it's one of the best shows i've ever seen yeah. you laugh you cry um but it's absolutely exceptional um so i would go along and have a look at that morning jezza mr generous i love jerry lions i think he's what he's done and his content and you chris and you david mintz you're all lovely guys and you tony yeah. and you luke so <laughs> right let's go so last third of the year coming up yes already Summer holidays are almost out of the way. Yep. So, I mean, what's August been? Uh, actually, since the stamp duty, stamp duty, well, one part of it ended. But how's it been since? How's your last month been? Because I know we haven't been here for a while. And I yeah. don't even think we've discussed Timpsons either. So that's something on the agenda today. No, we haven't. So um, July for us was okay uh, on exchanges. Uh, but I think that was only naturally expected as the everyone's had that big push it was a bit like that 2016 stamp duty deadline for investors um that that preceding month sometimes it can be a little bit droughtful uh, then august has been has been strong uh instructions have been okay they haven't been well beating but the, but they've been okay sales have been good um 
but buyer activity and buyer optimism is still there in, in, in our map of the world. So um, it's it's not a problem. But is it um, an order takers market? I, I think it is changing a little bit now from an order takers market where you have got to become more of a deal maker. You have no longer are you just answering the phone to, to book a viewing in and then selling it. You've, you've got to really be looking at trying to be your property matchmaker and deal maker and all those kind of things that we've talked about. And those agents that are good at that are the ones that are going to continue to thrive, I believe, until the end of the year and into and into next year. I think it's going to be those order takers that have been complacent. Yeah, until. actually, it's, it's interesting you say that because as you were speaking, just before you said the two words, deal maker and matchmaker, I wrote those down. Um, <laughs> So I think you I think you're spot on. And interestingly, I did some work this week um, with an agency and I said to them, right, who has got a hot buyer that they don't have a property for? And I think there are about 15 people on this um, on this Zoom call. And I say a good half of them put their um, put their hand up. So I said, OK, so have you gone through every tell me tell me what they're looking for? So they said they're looking for X, Y, and Z. Okay, great. So have you done the following? So there's four things, you minimum four things that you should be doing. Okay. So have you gone through every withdrawn similar to what they want? That's um, that's on your customer base. Have you gone from every property that you sold maybe a year ago, two, three, four, five, six years ago that matches that as well? Okay. Have you gone down and done a Facebook Live in the area saying that you've got somebody and it'll be lovely to welcome them into, into your area? Have you gone to your raving fans who absolutely love you and will do anything to help you to ask them whether they've got any friends, family and colleagues um, looking, looking to sell in that area? And actually came back no. OK, so, again, you know, you have to be proactive. You have to be a deal maker. You have to be a matchmaker, because if you're sitting and waiting, you know, and being an order taker, Luke, then you are going to wait. Yeah. Know? And so the ones that are going to be proactive um, that are going to win, win the day. And yeah. Well, it comes back to who moved my cheese again, doesn't it? Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's got so much. Uh, Similar similarities to that, but no, we we had an example. I think it was in the week. Um, so we've got a particular client. They want a bungalow. They've missed out on the bungalow because they're not in the right position to proceed. Uh, there's a scarcity of bungalows uh, around, um, and in in, every, in in everyone's mindset, it's there aren't any bungalows about. But as Mr. Watkin kindly provided us with, there's eight thousand three hundred ninety-three bungalows in the Leicester City Council area. So there's certainly enough. Bungalows, okay, as a percentage, I think it works out about kind of six, seven percent, but there's still a lot more bungalows around than what you think. So you've got to be kind of hunter gatherer, then, haven't you? Yeah, and actually, you know, you could go on the back end of Right Move and you can have a look at all the bungalows that have withdrawn. You can go along and you know where all the roads are, where the bungalows are, or actually go onto those particular roads maybe look what sold 10, 15, 20 odd years ago um, and have those conversations, you know, send, send, send them a letter, send them a, a, one of these reports because I know there's a few now, Home Search, Briff, Spectre, I think, are, are, are doing it after yeah. I saw um, David Mint's excellent interview this week. Yeah. Um, 
so data loft so you've got you know four particular reports that you can send to people um to to help um but yeah. there's definitely opportunities there and again just by asking that one question to people how's your living space um is really opening up market appraisals and really opening up um instructions because again you know people have realized in lockdown they want more space they want some outside access um they <laughs> they want them to get rid of their partner whatever their reasons are so there are people there um that want to move some so make the most of the opportunity but for me it's just asking you know as we say just asking better questions um yeah. and that's it and chris, and chris makes a good comment there that um so he says about what, what you just suggested it just sounds like too much work for most agents really but, but this is it, and I, I probably agree with with Chris on that, but then if this not then the the race to the bottom that everyone's competing in to charge less than one percent, um, and are you going to have a business that's sustainable? And again, are you going through these peaks and troughs of instructions, are you, or are you having steady instructions? So those agents that are sitting sitting on one or two instructions for the month are, are probably the the order takers. Yeah. So look, let me, Chris, I know loves his stories. Okay. And this story does not involve a pie chart. Okay. So when I was an agent, I had a, um, a lady walk in and she wanted a particular property, a three bed in South Hampstead. Um, and I think it was 650 pound per week. Okay. Now I didn't have anything in this particular road. But I went through every property we had seen on sales, on lettings in our customer base. And Chris, it must have been about 40 properties. And literally the last property I called, sorry, Spencer Lawrence, the property was on the lady, um, the landlady told me, oh, it's just gone on the market with Paramount. So I said, well, look, I've got this particular um, family and they're specifically looking for a property similar to yours. Would it be possible to get a one off viewing? And the lady said yes. Um, they took it, the tenants, the residents, Spencer would call them, £650 per week for three years. Okay. So was it worth all that effort to call 40 properties to get at 100%? Okay. So yeah. again, you know, from what I'm hearing, your agents aren't as busy as they were before. Um, people have got more time now. So, you know make the most of that time um yeah. you know we're um, also going to be talking about um christmas soon that, yeah, yeah yeah so but again work that we put in now and again we talked about it before and andy's a massive advocate of this the work that we're putting in now isn't probably going to give you the results now and that's what unfortunately we as individuals like we want instant gratification don't we but it's going to pay off in October, November, December, it could even pay off in five years. And, and I, I called you, didn't I, in the week because um, I, I, I went to Lincoln on uh, Tuesday, I think it was. Was it Tuesday or was it? You were very excited. I was very excited. I was Wednesday, Wednesday. I've lost track of my days. Good morning, Abigail. So Wednesday. So I was very, very excited. But again, it's just, it's just, it's brilliant. So I went to go and pick up some train bits for the garden. Um, it's looking amazing, by the way. 
Um, and, and the guy there, uh, so he came back from his engineering job because I was buying a few bits from him. Um, and then we went to go and have a look at his, his train set that he's got uh, in, in, the, um, in the garden. But he actually lives and sits on six and a half acres in Lincoln, including the family home that he's been in, 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 been in since he was 12. Uh, he bought it from his mum and dad. His dad suddenly passed away, but he now owns the whole house. He's got a five-year plan that in five years he wants to sell up, retire, and live off the money that, that the house makes. So we got into a conversation about development potential and, and things like that, and it turned out he said, well, would you handle it? Of course we would. It may be, it may be Lincoln, but it's still relationships that we have with existing builders, and that's when he said, I don't want to build it myself. I said, no, I mean, they're like big house builders. So now just from having a bit of a conversation about what we do, how we help people, um, again, just building up, again, it's one of his points, I'd rather, I want to use someone that I can get on with and that I can trust. So if we can develop that relationship like I do with my suppliers and my customers over time, then there's no reason why we can't work together on it. So that's something that we're, again, giving them the advice. So he, without, doing anything he was probably going to get to the end of year five and then suddenly start to think right i need to sell this i said no you've got to be planning back so probably look in year two to start looking at doing something but maybe put the groundwork in now so that you can get the best best opportunities and the best price because that's going to allow you to do so much more with your retirement so again giving them that vision of the future of what it's going to look like cool you and chris chris walking what's going on on the love gravy train at the moment well, it's train spotters united now. Now yeah, yeah. he's a closet train spotter. So, um, but that, but I would imagine there's probably not a lot of agents that out there that are interested in something that's going to pay off in three to five years' time at this precise moment in time. But then next month, if we had another one in for three to five years' time, but if we'd been doing that three years ago, that would now come to fruition now. And sometimes that. We, we all know people go through life-changing situations. So all of a sudden, he may have a really bad time and think, you know what, I've had enough. I'm just going to take whatever I can get for this house and just and just move on. People People's lives and situations change all the time. All of a sudden, I don't know, maybe the local authorities say, we've opened this up for for planning now because we've identified it as, as a key area for, for building then again, that could change the situation for him. So again, it's being in tune to that. So that, that was kind of like an example of building those blocks for the future that are going to give you a lot stronger base. And as we've had people like Kevin Ellis on the podcast before, when you're selling land, it can be very lucrative for the owner because they're going to get a great price, but also then the on sale for those plots. And if he puts, I don't know, 60 plots and you're getting the resales on those or tied in on the resales at say one and a half two percent that's a lot that's a lot from one piece of uh, one piece of land and having a conversation for half an hour okay oh chris what are you on this morning what's that the 20th coffee you've had thank you for all your comments really grateful so um here's an idea so are you sitting down with your team to come up what's going to improve your office performance this autumn okay what does every person need to do 
okay, to make sure that you have a strong last three stroke four months. What's going to make sure that you're going to go into 2022 and have a really strong pipeline? Because again, everything you're starting to do now is going to either give you a fantastic end of the year, and it has been a great year, and also kickstart 2022 as well. So, you know, are you going to sit down with your colleagues and go through and say, right, what do we need to do to improve our office of performance this autumn? You know, what five or six things can we all work on? And then just coming back to something that you said before, Luke, um, actually, you know, if you offer an annual health check to um, every agent, you know, potentially you would have market appraisals already in your book for this year and for 2022. So again, think of that, think of that annual health check, start booking those in um, for, if you know, if you've had any completions in um, August, start putting them in for next year, okay? So at least you've got something to come back to as well. And one thing that, you know, you mentioned about opportunities, and um, I think I posted this on my page this morning and in the groups last night, um, what about your buyers that purchase through another agent in your area? Okay. So again, you talk about the long term, you know, so even when a buyer tells you that they've bought a property, it's an opportunity for the future. So again, you know, if people bought locally, it's to let them know is if there's been any significant listings or sales, would they be okay for you to stay in contact with them? You know, and just to make sure that you're super relevant, what's the address of the one they just purchased? You know, so create that need before you go um, for the address. And again, this is for the long term as well. So you're building your customer base there in order to help you. You know, and yeah. likewise, what happens to your tenants? Um, you know, if they find for another agent, what do you do with them? You know, would you archive them? When do you call them as well? So just think, because there's plenty of opportunities there on the landlord side as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know that we've talked before. Obviously, when you are instructed to sell a property that they brought through a different agent, then you're you're looking after someone's underserved past client effectively, because then that agent hasn't kept in kept in contact with them. So um, I, th I think there's all all good things and. But the discipline now will be to make sure you keep that running when times get busy and it doesn't just go out out the window. So, yes, it's easy to and people start looking around. We can do this. We can do that. But make sure you put a proper system and rigid process in place so that that's going to get done month in, month out. So we've just done our September new home card, not new home cards, but anniversary cards. So these are the customized versions of how long they've been in the home. So each front of the card has two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years in the home. Um, so those cards have just gone out. So there's just over 400 anniversary cards that have been scheduled to go out for the month of September. And each of those anniversaries will get a uh, anniversary report on what's happened in the local area for their home, just as a touch point. But we've systemized that so that it takes us no more than about five minutes to do each month. Brilliant. Brilliant. Love and then it. it but then it happens because we've tried the other way where uh, sometimes it's more of a manual thing. And as soon as you get busy or someone's off on holiday or someone calls in sick, it just goes out the window. 
So, um, Timpsons. Yeah. What a what, day. Yeah. What, 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 a, what a company. Um, I, um, John, I, one of the things that the, the biggest takeaway, the word was, Maverick, yes, please. The word Maverick. Okay. Keep going. Just how, um, uh, it was made reference to that James likes a maverick in his business, so he like he likes a good maverick uh, because they're there to try and test you and and push the boundaries. Um, and I think sometimes as as business owners, we don't like mavericks because they put you into an uncomfortable position. Uh, but quite often, sometimes the mavericks are the ones that are maybe the 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 more successful ones, but they also come with a a lot of baggage sometimes or problems or you have to make allowances for but that was that was probably and i've used that phrase so many times um, and looking at uh colleagues in a different way and and the colleagues that we have know which ones are the mavericks um in in the in the business so i have a newfound love for them okay there you go <laughs> well, thanks jerry it was great um yeah. any, anybody um watching this are there any companies that you think are exceptional that are worth a day's visit? Um, because it's definitely well worth um, doing. We um, have which we'll be announcing soon, haven't we? Yeah, we have got another visit planned. Hopefully, at the end of September, yeah. and hopefully, if I can do my walk, uh, if I can do the marathon, um, yeah. innocent. Okay, thanks, Jerry. Okay. Yes, that's a good one. Thank you. Apple and Tesla, okay, right. We could we could fly out to America <laughs> for it. Well, or, or on um, if and we'll put it through on Andy's expenses. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if they let us out to America at the moment because I'm actually meant to be there as we. No, in fact, I should have come back. Should be flying back this morning from America. Yeah. So, sad, sadly, I'm not. And then maybe I wouldn't have popped my calf um, and be able to walk, which I'm not able to do at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was exceptional, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I like was the colleague support that they give so um, to each other. HR. It's not called HR as well. That's the other no. thing. They yeah. Well, they call it colleague support rather yeah. than HR, don't they? Yeah. But actually what I was referring to was a buddy system that they have. So yeah. they all buddy, and this was everybody in their head office, buddy with their different branches up and down the country. Yeah. So they know how well everybody's doing and yeah. whether they're up or they're down. And they've also all got to visit their um, branch um, yeah. as well. They work in the branch, haven't they? So again, you know, do you have a buddy system um, with all your colleagues, you know, with somebody that starts? That's something that we had at Green & Co., um, where everybody had to have a buddy. And if you ever had any issues or challenges, um, you know, you start with them and have a conversation. So I like that. Um, the language was there, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It was a welcome desk yeah. rather than a reception, which I liked. And talking of um, a welcome desk, how's your directors of first impression settled in? Absolutely amazingly. Okay. Absolutely 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 brilliant it's it's superb i can't uh describe it any better than that uh both ladies have settled in really well 
uh, creating great first impressions. Their telephone manner is absolutely superb. Um, their personal greeting skills when someone comes into the office, um, making sure the office is presented nicely uh, when, when they walk in. So there's always fresh flowers. If the water in the flowers is murky, they swap it out. Uh, sweets in the sweet container. Um, we've got like a little vase. They've got a little Dyson underneath the desk to cordless one to hoover up if it needs to in between the cleaners coming in. Uh, just making sure it's presented nicely. Yeah, uh, it's it's great. So been uh, we're only what three weeks, three four weeks into it, um, and all, in I feel it's already making massive improvements. Good. And um, the rest of your colleagues, how have they um, taken to it? Yeah. Um, if anything, um, can, they said, can they delay the amount of time it takes them to answer the phone? So my response is, well, you answer the phone quicker and then they won't have to answer it. So, yeah. so again, so it helps with that way. Again, if, if the phone's ringing and they're available, they should be answering it. So should be letting it ring. Um, and, and one of the things that I found with every single person we spoke to there, and there was a lot of people in, in that head office, was yeah. the eye contact and the smile that we all had and also the name badges um yes. and i like the fact on the name badges you know we met the director of happiness and yeah. on there i think they called her mrs motivator yeah. um and on the badge it said part of a family since 2004 yeah um and when um jeanette was really lovely and showing us around um it was just the love that she had for everybody she knew everybody's name i mean it most probably helped that they all had badges on in case she had a bad day and and forgot but um every single person looked us in the eye every single person smiled um and what happens when people come into your branches you know i know obviously we're reopening a bit more people yeah. are coming in more to your offices um how do your colleagues treat people coming in so again, going back to my Green & Co days, especially the West Hampstead office, it was more like um, a stockbroker's room where everybody was on the phone. It was so noisy. It was absolutely crazy. Um, and if I was a first-time buyer walking in, I'd be going, oh, my good God, what am I walking into? Um, well, it's just absolutely crazy. Again, you've got to look at it from the types of customers that are going to be walking in, haven't you? So maybe a vendor would quite happily like that because they think oh this is busy and if they overhear conversations about negotiating an offer or something like that but it could be quite daunting for a first-time buyer that is is a bit uneasy and doesn't know the process um for, for it so um abs absolutely i think i think that's a key thing to have a look at how how's everyone off it and that's why we changed one of our offices because it was like someone walked in and it's like bank of desks and all it was was like 20 odd desks that all facing forward um and it just and it just didn't work it didn't feel right it wasn't the right, right working environment for everyone as well and that's the other thing is have you got the right environment for everyone to work in that people are pleased to come into work so have you got the battles with the air conditioning being too hot too cold is it easy for people to make a cup of tea um is it pleasant is it clean is it well lit um all of those things because 
that's going to make a massive contribution to colleague performance. Yeah. Do you have camels in your office? Do you have telephone camels, boxes in yeah. your office? Uh, yeah. Have you got your telephone box, by the way? No, no. It's put me off with the delivery charge. Three hundred and sixty pounds to have one delivered. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's crazy. I, I will. I probably will eventually. So do you want to explain why we're talking about camels and telephones, red for telephone yes, they, boxes? Well, they just had, again, this was breaking up um, the, the office environment for them. So throughout uh, in the payroll area, um, she had like a, it was like a, uh, on a cruise ship, wasn't it? So yes. her wallpaper at the back was like she was on a cruise ship. Um then they had uh, an area that had a camel and it had like a beach scene but then the, the favorite room one of my favorite rooms was the canteen they didn't call it the boardroom did they um well you know where it was all set up really traditional with the grandfather oh my word yeah it was unbelievable place. uh and it was like stepping back in time wasn't it yeah uh, ab absolutely incredible been made by the ex uh Sorry, the person with prison experience is what how they call them, don't they? So, um, so there's a ship made out of like matchsticks or small bits of wood, and that was made by someone that had been given a, a chance by Timpsons. And they've got their own gym. They even had their own training pool for swimming. If if someone wanted to use it, they bring in their own PT uh, instructors. But obviously, on a scale of Timpson size, that sometimes if you if you, you've got one branch two branches three branches some that may not be feasible but let's say for example you've got three branches could you not link up with one of the local gyms independent gyms and say look if we put on a pt session or a group class session at 7 a.m every morning or 6 30 so people can go back and get showered um for, for us to send colleagues along so you turn up if no one comes along you still get paid but hopefully at least I'm going to show up every more every Tuesday at 6:30. Again, using local contacts because they're going to be through word through word of mouth um, d doing that. So and uh, and then hopefully promoting your own services. Oh yeah, we have X Y Z come in every Tuesday morning and it's a good laugh. And because uh, again, they get into conversations like your hairdresser, isn't it? Try and befriend a hairdresser because of the conversations that they're having and same with the coffee shop but now the camels um the phone box what about the training venue so the timpson academy it was called i think wasn't it yeah what amazing what what a place and when you look at it from the from the street view or from an aerial view it's shaped like a key and they've even just to devote an area to the garden dead space maybe to some people but again just somewhere else and i think that they have a monthly kind of meeting or where everyone congregates in that kind of outside space to for james to then update them on what's going on and then any new starters have to chip in and say a little bit about them and and what they're about so um but uh, yeah absolutely amazing amazing company yeah, I mean, look, the whole day was exceptional. So thank you for organising that. Hopefully we've got another one lined up for the end of September. Which we're looking forward to. So I like the suggestions, Innocent Apple and, and Tesla. And if there's any other suggestions, let us know. Um, and Luke, we'll see what he can do. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, well, if you, again, if you don't ask Mr. Brown, you've not got a chance. Yeah. Um, and that, and that is a massive lesson, you know, coming back to what we were saying and, and bringing it back to agency. It's about asking all the time. It's just about asking these disruptive questions. Yeah. You've got um, and, on the podcast and that was through following his advice in his book. And you just asked. Yeah. Yep, very much so, Mr. Jeb Blunt. Again, yeah. that comes back to prospecting, doesn't it? Uh, or business generation or client client care, whatever you want to call it. You're not going to get a yes from everyone. Yep, it's understanding that a no is a not yet. Yeah. You know, and comes back to the Lemon story and Matt Steinwade and, and all of that, which is great. Anyway, you are going on a lovely steam train very soon. Okay. train today, yeah. So have loads of fun. Everybody, yes. thank you so much for watching, tuning in, listening, watching it and listening on repeat. Um, please like it, share it, give us some five-star reviews. We haven't had any five-star reviews for a while, and we, I think we're pretty close to getting to 100 now. So please. Yeah. Have we been asking for the reviews, though? I am now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you would be kind enough, we would be very grateful to receive your um, reviews to get us over 100 mark, which will be absolutely amazing. So thank you all. Luke, have a great time. Everybody yeah. have a super Sunday and um, look forward to seeing you all soon. Have Take a good care. one. Cheers. Bye. bye.